0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Putting It Together with me, Brian O'Sullivan. This is the podcast where we interview creative people, talk about the process and uh, how it all happens, what it means to them, how they got started, all that stuff. And most of that, I hope you know by now. Uh, But if you're just joining me, thank you very much. And thanks to everyone who's stuck with it and who's been coming back every week and enjoying the episodes as they come out and liking and subscribing and sharing it's all appreciated my guest this week is the actor sally reed who is currently starring in bbc scotland's scott squad the fourth series of scott squad uh, and she's done many many other things over the years she's also about to star in Mona pearson's play how to disappear at the traverse theater in edinburgh and um as i would it would be a little bit different in flavor now uh, as a Christmas show to the one that we are doing through through the wall really at the Lyceum. Slightly different. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think I'm going to get a chance to see it just one. We maybe have one evening off next week, I think. And we might be able to nip through and see it. Um, it's great, you know, to be in Edinburgh over this season and f- to meet people that that you know that are doing other things. And, and, you know, it's good to be in a city where there's a lot's happening. Um, Glasgow's the same, you know, and you bump into people who are doing different things, and it's nice to be reminded that you're part of a community. And I suppose that this podcast has done that for me as well. Uh, I meet people and they, they talk to me about it, and uh, even thank me for it, and that's that's really nice. Um, something I hope that brings the community closer uh, in some way goes some way to, to helping towards that. So yes, Sally is in in How to Disappear that will be opening very soon at the Traverse. And uh, we had a great chat and we talked, as you'll hear, about everything really. As usual, I got into the childhood bit. Um, did you put on shows when you were a kid and what what got you into this and how did it all start and we, we get into all that. But we go everywhere. We go into the classics and Shakespeare and um, via how many scarfs do you need to take away on tour with you? Um, all those really vital questions. And Why? Why does Judy Dench leave her bag and jacket outside the rehearsal room? Um, Sally's got an idea. I'm not sure it's correct, but it's definitely funny. So, I was really glad to talk to her and I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Uh, I'm not going to keep you because, not least because it's late and I've loads of previews to do before we open on Thursday uh, for the Arabian Nights and uh, life is pretty crazy and pretty busy at the moment but I'll talk to you at the end of the interview uh, I want to bring you right now me and Sally Reed putting it together What was your route into it because I know we've had lots of discussions about My strange childhood life of of putting on shows and making up shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you do that?
1: Yeah, I kind of did and thought, well, after actually, after we talked about your route into it, and then you start to think about yourself, your childhood track of performing and storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I think there was always a net curtain. Somewhere that was used round your head to be a bride.
0: Oh, see, I hear curtain. I think tabs. You were talking bridal.
1: Um, mm-hmm. a net, mm-hmm. a net curtain from somebody's, um, yeah, window. Yeah, swiftly thrown across your head. Yeah, and actually, I remember because it was in the village where we grew up. When I moved, we were five, so it was pre five years old. Myself and Matthew from the village Mm -hmm. got married.
0: Ah, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And his sister Lucy was a bridesmaid. Lovely, yeah. And I think it was all my orchestration and all my doing.
0: Do you think you told them you were getting married?
1: Probably, yeah, most probably. (laughs) And I was the star of the show. Yeah. So it wasn't like Lucy was getting married. It was me. Yeah. And we went round the houses, round the houses. Yeah. Um, with a bucket f- getting money for our honeymoon. Did you get any? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the village is a small place <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we knew everybody so it was like, yeah, I distinctly remember clopping across the streets mm-hmm. in my mum's high heels and my mum's a size three so they just probably just about fit me mm-hmm. getting money for our honeymoon. What did you do with it though? I don't. I can't remember. You didn't Probably honeymoon. spent it. No.
0: It got spent though.
1: Probably spent it in the shop, but he was like, he. He his birthday's two days before mine, so we always had to share a birthday, a right. birthday party in the village hall. Oh. And I hated that.
0: Because you're not the star of the show then. Well, yeah. 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 So ego was in there from a young age.
1: But, yeah. But which I don't really have now. Mm. I don't.
0: I no, can't. I know.
1: Well, I guess every, every performer's got a, got a sense of ego. It's you about have keeping to. it in
0: check, isn't it? But mm-hmm. you need it. But then every human being's got it.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: When we got, when we did uh, weddings in our school playground, I was always the, the priest. Mm. I did, I conducted Loud, the ceremonies. Yeah. Voice. Yeah. And there would be a bit of, sometimes I'd be a drunk priest. I played the drunk from a young age. Okay. Yeah. And perhaps that was a sign of things to come. Who knows? But yeah, the priest was always a drunk.
1: And then there was was another thing that we did. So my family, uh, there was a Belfast contingent to my family and we would spend our summer holidays there Mm -hmm. with my aunt and uncle at the time. And we, my brother and I, my brother who's quite reserved and quite shy, I would drag him along to do the things. So we did scenes from Oliver one, oh, one year.
0: Yes, well, I did too. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we, we did This Is Your Life. We wrote a script to This Is Your Life. Red book. And we had the big red book and we played all the characters. Yeah. So he was Michael Aspel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was Charlie Nicholas, This Is Your Life. Why was Because Char- Char- <laughs> Charlie Nicholas played for Aberdeen at the time and my right. dad was an Aberdeen fan. So this was the show that we rehearsed the whole summer, got costumes and all that, and put it on for my mum and dad when they came over to Belfast.
0: Scenes from Oliver and This Is Your Life were in one... Um, no, I think
1: they, they were, were two... Yeah, right, that's yeah. that's a double bill. It's a big ask. Yeah. And then my family talk about it now that they kind of say, Nicholas, that's my brother, Nicholas was really good. Oh, Like, he should have been the one that went down th- this road.
0: That's harsh, isn't it?
1: Mm. He was very good. He was
0: very good. I wasted yeah. talent, actually. it's uh, a shame he never did it's anything. A shame
1: she's the one. That... <laughs> oh, my oh. goodness. No, they don't. They, I think it's to wind me up.
0: Scenes from Oliver, uh, based on the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I did lip syncing. You know, when I did put on yeah. shows, sometimes I would lip sync. <gasps> yeah. Uh, you know, play Fagin uh uh-huh. an overcoat or something and it'd be desperately lip-syncing to this old 1960s oliver soundtrack mm-hmm. which we actually had on lp
1: oh, i had that and i had the sheet music oh. and my mum could play the piano so she would
0: she was a rehearsal pianist uh-huh. <laughs> i cast my parents in a show uh the first musical I ever wrote which was called the princess and the wazzle dog and um I don't know, i'm not sure why you're laughing Um they played the king and the queen oh and we had i had from my bunk bed to the top of the wardrobe, crossing mm-hmm. the room, a big plank of wood, yeah, uh, like two by four all the way along, and then so I could hang over the top of that a sheet, like a big bed sheet,
1: to come and that out would become become tabs. a yeah a <gasps> curtain
0: a backing sort of a curtain. Uh,
1: did you risk assess that? Certainly that sounds not. Like no, a that, was and days, that was in the days that
0: was in the days we didn't have health and safety then.
1: Yeah, that's true. It
0: wasn't a thing. We um, didn't have health or safety.
1: I've thought of something else that I did, so. I went to piano lessons from about 6 or 7 years old. It all went wrong when I was sick on myself and and <laughs> and the, and the pia- <laughs> it's not the piano teacher made me sit in my own sick <gasps> for the rest of the lesson. And then no. I was like, nah, no going back. She's a witch. <laughs> no.
0: That's cruel.
1: Yeah, she, yeah. So anyway, how long
0: how long was left?
1: Okay, oh, it was like a half an hour lesson.
0: And you might have been sick second- in Would you tend to be sick quite early on?
1: I mean, I was hungover, so I'm only joking (laughs) I I wasn't. Um, But I was ill, I had a bug and I was sick of myself and she made me sit in my own sick. I remember exactly what I was wearing. Oh, sick. And the feeling of, yeah, of that. But pre that, my happy piano days, I thought I'll do a recital. Lovely. And I made a programme and I remember there were five pence. I think my mum still got one.
0: Brilliant, yeah. And
1: I sold tickets for all the neighbors. And I mean, I could only play like Merrily, We Roll Along and um, Chopsticks and yeah. a couple other hits of that. Of the era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just occurred to me that actually trying to get money through like business, like
0: you were a business an entrepreneurial parent, yeah, exactly.
1: performer at, at my early age. From a young age, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Do you remember me telling you that it was a big change in our show business kind of life when Stuart, my pal who did the shows with me, discovered that he could use his sewing machine when he got his first sewing machine to perforate the tickets. Uh So if he didn't have any thread in Mm -hmm. in there, he would just put the the tickets through it and uh, it would just do it. Because he used to do it by hand, like with a pin, just go in single little pin holes so that we could rip the tickets. We were in the show, but we we wanted to stand at the door and be the ushers as well. We did everything. But anyway it's not about me
1: but you must have seen theater from an early age because i didn't really see theater from an early age
0: i saw more um i saw scotch and rye on video yeah i suppose so i I was into sketches and Yeah, i I I. didn't i didn't understand what ricky Fulton was saying a lot of the time but i knew that it was funny from his delivery you know from the intonation Mm -hmm. and the face he would put Mm -hmm. on and i would laugh but i didn't know a lot of it was quite, not adult, like in a in a smutty way or anything, but no. it was just, it was over my head. Yeah. But I could tell from his delivery that it was hilarious.
1: That's what, I think that's where I got m- mine from. And my brother used to watch it as well. So he's, he wasn't like bullied into it. He was a, you know.
0: No one's saying that, Sam. <laughs> yeah.
1: he, Francie and Josie. Yeah. And Scotland of What. Remember Scotland of What? No. So it was a three, three or maybe four piece um comic uh, comedian and singers mm-hmm. from the northeast of Scotland, oh right, and I think we were kind of related to one of them in a weird sort of way, down the line sort of way, right, yeah, so we heard a lot of that, okay, grown up,
0: that's a bit more obscure,
1: but it was like sketch comedy, but just really Doric accents, right, okay, yeah,
0: you loved all all that up there, oh, uh, up there, the roadde, yeah, yeah. Did you always live there? Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. round that area.
0: And then, so was there a natural progression? Did you see a lot of stuff in Perth, theatre-wise when you were growing up or at school or what?
1: I remember seeing Pantos. I remember one year seeing Puss Puss in Boots and my my brother's birthday's round about um, New Year. Right. So he got a shout-out to to everyone and it just broke down... This fourth wall, and I was like, they know me. Wow. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. And I
1: should go back and find out who it was because you I wondered. if or... yeah, yeah, Jimmy Chisholm or something. I don't know. Yeah. But then imagine then going. I I I remember sitting so excited I could pee myself, and that's my that's me. And he said my name, and they know me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it comes alive.
1: Oh, completely. And then. So that would have been yeah sorry maybe I was like 7 or 8 9 I thought I need to find out who who that was. And then um my we had a a lady that lived near us who I think I think this is how the story goes. There's a lot of stories from my childhood that are theatrical and I've, maybe I possibly made them up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure she was a cast and director and she lived near us. Her husband owned a fancy dress shop, and so.
0: Where do you uh, live? A storybook.
1: <laughs> yeah, ah, storybook Glenn. and um, she used to scoop up all the kids if she had if she was casting for things, and get us in for these castings.
0: Right.
1: I'm sure that's how the story goes. Maybe it's not.
0: So that's where it all began. Is that what you're saying?
1: And I got cast in a TV commercial for toothpaste. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. What at age? What seven or eight? No, did I was you like say? Like nine, right. nine
1: or ten. And I remember being fascinated by all the cameras and the costume and I was wearing clothes that weren't really mine and I wasn't really being me and it was really exciting. And then I asked my mum and dad if I could go to like a drama group. Right. And then, and then that was it none of my friends were really into it.
0: So it really did come from you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: No one ever gave you a push or said, would you like to do that? You really just said, I want to do that.
1: Because I used to say to my friends, what shall we act out today? And they'd be like, "Mm, can we just like skip?
0: just the assumption that that's how it was gonna be yeah,
1: and I was like, why do they not that's weird but they must have thought i was weird yeah so can we just go to the park and play on the swings no we need to be somebody else narrative it's just imagination and yeah yeah we always played
0: with with there was always a story when we played uh-huh. got a, my best friend growing up was a girl same age as me she was in my class and she loved to play houses, and we used mm-hmm. to, you know, she loved the keys. She would like to turn the key in yeah. the Yale lock Props. and all, yeah, everything mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she never went anywhere near the business. She danced a little, uh, but I was, I was right in there with her, you know, and the car playing in the car and all that. Mm-hmm. Like if we, if we could get the keys to the car, and we'd sit. Mm-hmm. Don't play with the gear stick. No, but we use the clutch, right? Okay. Yeah. You know, you'll ruin the gearbox.
1: But it, but we all all kids do it like. Hmm. Yeah, all kids play and use their imagination to be somebody else. But as you say, we don't all go down that road.
0: Yeah, it comes up to a certain point And then some of us... I mean, my us, brother
1: was brilliant in all, he was I mean, fantastic. all of the recitals.
0: <laughs> I remember it. He was, he was an exceptional mm, talent. Mm. It's a real waste. Mm. But yeah, everyone does it, don't they? And then at some point, they've all stopped doing it or moved on to other things. And we're still doing it. Yeah. Still putting on shows. Yeah. When I was 18, I put on a play that I'd written... <laughs> a one-man play in the loft, yep. the Imperial Theatre, and it was starring my friend Andy Stevenson, and wow. I directed it, and I gave him a really hard time when I was directing him. I just was on it. I was horrible to him. Yeah. Because I, I had this idea of how I wanted it to be. Line readings everywhere. Just like, no, 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 it's like this. <laughs> it goes down at the end. <laughs> and <laughs> and he wasn't them. really in it. And he was, but he was like, he could have done it his own way or something, but I didn't let him. <laughs> yeah. I just told him what I had to happen. We did a two-week run. Uh-huh. Um, and we cancelled one show because we hadn't anyone booked. And then we went down to his house uh, in Helensborough to have a wee night off. And then the phone went and my mum phoned me and she said, there's two boys at the door. <laughs> my two <laughs> friends from school. They were twins. And um, they both had glasses. They looked a bit like the proclaimers. Uh-huh. And uh, my mum was in on her own. And my dad was away somewhere and she had the door locked. And she wouldn't answer the door if she was in on her own. And she didn't know who it was kind of thing. And she saw these two figures through the window. She said, who is it? And one of them was called Damien. And she took this to be an omen. Oh, no. She, it's Damien. She went, what? <laughs> she thought the devil was visiting on her. <laughs> because we hadn't told, you know. And we said, oh, no, we were supposed to have a show tonight. She was like, well, they're here. So we can't come up. You have to send them away.
1: Did you charge for tickets?
0: Um, we took donations at the end. Uh. We put a, a wee bucket round because... And then, do you know what I did with the donations? I gave them back to the actor and the stage manager, Stuart, uh, for their travel expenses,
1: ah, covered yeah, their tra- they kept their tickets mm-hmm. and I covered mm-hmm. the travel expenses. That's good. It was, I did
0: my best, you mm-hmm.
1: know. Not for profit.
0: It was not for. I didn't know that phrase at the time, <laughs> and also health and safety. We didn't have any of that back no, then. No, I know, But you didn't. It was no. just art, you know, and love, the mm-hmm. love of it. Six people was a full house. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's a good yeah, night. A lot of people.
0: Yeah. So then your experience at Perth was panto. Mm-hmm. Did you then did you go on to, to do stuff at Perth?
1: Oh, and the singing kettle. Coming ah, to my yeah. school, brilliant. Yep. so they came to my school a couple of times, and uh, yeah, I remember that. And it was like theater out out of the back of a van. Yeah, it was great.
0: There's something exciting about that when you're a kid because I think you look at it and you go, "I could kind of do something like that." Like mm-hmm. they seem to do it with not much; they don't have yeah. a lot of stuff for equipment or anything. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, it's possible.
1: Yeah, and then and then uh, so the the drama group and then we did some shows with with them and then I went to the youth theatre at Perth mm-hmm. theatre and then when it came to school leaving time I applied to go to university in Newcastle to do art history Did you really? and I got accepted and that was going to be it but the woman who took the youth theatre she said I think you should be an actress
0: she I said to says, I
1: don't say it to everybody but I think you've got something and you should apply to do drama Right. So I was too late for drama schools. And I was only 17. So a, a Langside College came up. Mm-hmm. And one of the boys from Perth had gone there a couple of years before. So I applied and I got in and it was closer to home. So I just did that. Oh. And I was I was going to do it for a year and see if I liked it. And then, then you're just hooked.
0: Once you start, I know. Mm. But then you... Addicted. <laughs> it's indicted. You can't stop. You did... When you decided to do the art history thing, was there, was it just a subconscious thing in your head where you thought, "I'm not going to actually like, I love doing all that stuff, but I'm not going to actually keep doing it."
1: But yeah, because
0: was it never I had never
1: met an actor,
0: right? So you're not even sure if it's it a thing. It isn't.
1: It's not a real job. Sure. It's it's like um, although the late the Lilla who took the youth theater, she was she was an actress, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, she just. She was just kind of, yeah. Nobody else was going to, going to do acting or. So it wasn't a natural progression
0: from your stage school that you were at, the no. school that you were at, or anything? No. No.
1: It was just a a drama club.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, nobody, I don't think anybody really did.
0: Yeah. And then off yeah. you go.
1: Talk about health and safety, though. The building that we were in.
0: Was <laughs> it a disaster? It's
1: fallen down around its ears. <laughs> like, do, like restricted areas and all that. And when we were allowed to like use the space, okay, everybody go and find a space and come back, devise a piece, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. come back in two hours with what you've devised, like, crawling over bits of building that's fallen down that really? has a hole in the ceiling, yeah.
0: But well, they didn't have all that. No, but it was great. You just get on with it, didn't you? Yeah. They give you two hours to do something. We got 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs>
0: Felt like two hours. We'd yeah. always go straight for a coffee. Well, we'll go and have a coffee and we'll sit and talk about, get some ideas.
1: We were all very serious and very dedicated to it. Did you yeah. have scars? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I, did I ever show you my the, my passport photo from the first day at the academy? No. <laughs> I realised that I needed to matriculate. I needed to have a passport photo and I didn't have it. I was hungover from, because we were doing our Freshers <laughs> Week stuff. In the morning at seven o'clock, I had my pal Andy measuring me. Uh, to fill in my form, and we were both hungover, um, and then I went and got passport photos at Boots across the road on Renfrew Street, and honestly, my hair is like swept to the side, and wearing an overcoat and a scarf like slung over the back of my uh, neck. Of course, like it could not be more typical, more mm-hmm. stereotypical if it tried, ludicrous. Did you have a polo neck on? No, I didn't. Mm. But the scarf covered that anyway, so I could. It, you conceive it was like Schrodinger's polo neck? I could have had one on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah not to say that i was affected or anything <laughs> now i have a collection of scarves we were just talking today about you know how many scarves do you need to take if you're doing a christmas One. show i can't you're not serious are you
1: yeah because you're going away for
0: 10 weeks you must take it you're going to wait for scarf. 10
1: weeks you're you live around the corner from the theater yeah you're only going to have the scarf on from work to home again at the end of the night
0: mm. but i could go out for a wander at lunchtime or that. yeah you know?
1: but if One it's scarf. the same scarf
0: no Mm-hmm. then they go, oh, who's that guy that played the goat? Oh, it's the guy in the red scarf.
1: Yeah, because then it'll be and like, and they'll be tweeting oh, about it. Oh, he's kind of, he had a tweed scarf, the guy with the tweed scarf, yeah, and the blue scarf. Know. Let's well, leave him uh, let's not offer him that movie, no, let's just You leave him. could be the one scarf kid.
0: All right, okay. I was always looking for a definition in my life based on items of scarf. clothing. You think the scarf is the thing? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I've got about 12 in my You're life. You're
1: not taking 12 scarves. No, literally.
0: I'm not, but I thought maybe five or six.
1: No, come on that's how how. no one try one scarf for one week and then if you're home at the weekend and you didn't feel comfortable with the one scarf pick up another scarf and okay. go i'll try you out this week
0: one at a time uh-huh. very judicious of you mm-hmm. so what's your christmas antics tell me about that
1: my christmas antics generally no this no. year
0: please <laughs> Not like what you do. What do you, what's your tradition? You well, we have turkey at a, three o'clock.
1: Is it a stocking <laughs> or a pillowcase? That's
0: actually one of the most boring things you can have a conversation about, I think.
1: Christmas, somebody else's Christmas.
0: What they do, what we normally do is, and I'm like, well, I'm we don't gone.
1: do, Well, we don't do that.
0: We actually do uh-huh. it on Christmas Eve. Do you, really? Well, I'm fascinated. Tell me about that. Yeah. Anyway, but no. But see,
1: the, um, since like the Queen's speech getting f- filmed or whatever the day before, Mm-hmm there was like a sweepstake in my family about what color the queen might wear oh really didn't really watch the speech it was just like just for the color just for fun yeah Yeah, what color will she wear but now it's in everyone knows what color it's going to be social media it's a bad bad thing
0: that's one of the bad things that social media has brought (laughs) yeah it's ruined christmas in the reed house
1: christmas sweepstake
0: (laughs) it's having going on for years
1: it was kind of like, oh, what co- for my my granny, oh, what colour do you think she'll be wearing? Well, I know because I saw it. It's green. Boring. Like, oh, right,
0: ruined. Yeah. Ruined. Life ruiner. So, but don't tell me any more about your family Christmas. No. Because I'll fall off the chair with boredom. No. But tell me well, it's about. good fun. Your, games. No, a lot of games. I do not want to. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what you're doing work wise.
1: I am um, going to the Traverse to do a play, a Marna Pearson play called How to Disappear. Yes. And I kind of did that with my hands, like I was a magician. A little
0: magician move. It's not. It's that type of thing at all, with is
1: it? A magician, no. It was set in Aberdeen, right? So it's kind of strong Doric accents, yeah. And it's a dark, kind of political comedy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you're quite good with the, the Scottish accent variations, though, aren't you? Yeah. I'm not great, but you're, you've got a bit of a handle on that stuff.
1: Well, my dad and my dad's side of the family are all from Aberdeen.
0: Right, perfect.
1: And I think with my Perth, or being brought up in Perth, it's a very neutral kind of accent. Mm. So you can add anything onto it, I think. Go
0: go a bit north, go a bit south. Yeah. Yeah, dash of this, a hint of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's a kind of social commentary on um, the benefits system, I think, maybe.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has that play had another life? Has it been on somewhere else? No. Because when I read the blurb, I thought, I know this, I feel like I've read it before, or whether I just saw it on the Trav website a wee while ago, mm-hmm. maybe they announced it when did they announce it?
1: um yeah, in the summer, I think
0: uh, maybe I saw it when I was looking up stuff at the fringe or whatever yeah, And just thought it was on yeah, so when do you, but, you're starting that
1: so start that start rehearsals for that soon, and it's really interesting. I've not started delving into it yet, but mm-hmm. it's when I read it for the audition it's it's a great piece, um. And a kind of generational piece that looks at a young girl who's 12 or 13 Mm -hmm. and then um, another couple of people who are in their late 20s, maybe 30 something. Mm -hmm. It's not set, but it's, yeah, their struggles about where they're going and yeah, it's interesting.
0: How much or what kind of delving in do you do before you go in on that first day?
1: I like to... Before I think too much on my own, I'll read it a couple of times and write down words—just words that spring to mind, or spring to mind, or mm-hmm. sentences that spring to mind, or music, or just just a list, a long list of stuff,
0: associations and things. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I'll, okay.
1: I'll usually like a page long, and I'll slowly cross them out, or add to them, or go and actually no, that's not right. Or
0: oh, you cross them out? Yeah. Okay. Like that popped in, but actually. That's not, not right. Not really no. relevant.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't prepare too much before the first day. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just a, a couple of reads and just yeah, just to assess. get it in
1: your mouth and so when you're reading it at the read through, you don't trip over it. Yeah, oh, that's the Any big words?
0: You see the one coming what up does and you that go, oh, say? "I don't know that one."
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> hmm. Sort that out before you go into the first yeah. day. Yeah, that's good advice. Oh,
1: and and how do you say that character's name? That's a oh, good oh yeah, one. especially if you yeah. have to
0: call them by name a few uh-huh. times. Yeah. Doctor
1: you know? so what's, what's he saying? Oh, he's saying Fros okay. and
0: German, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, no mm-hmm. worries. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I just say it quietly. I like to put it down, Oh, I thought it was... Yeah, okay. No, Frasmer. Yeah.
1: I, I call him Dr. F.
0: Is that okay? So, Can we change it? Yep, Do you mind?
1: Everyone, yeah.
0: Mr. Pinter, is that... Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that'll take you up to... Right up to Christmas?
1: 23rd of December.
0: Oh, so you get away for Christmas Eve and you're done. Yeah.
1: So then that's I can nice. plan the games to play on Christmas Day. Oh,
0: ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating stuff there. Uh, that's always good though when you get away. You know, if you're doing a panto and it goes right across, yeah. Ooh, it yeah. can drag a wee bit.
1: But it also kind of. So I did panto for eight years in a row, mm-hmm. and you just got into the routine of that's what your life was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I worked for NHS 24 for a few years and I just realised I had to every Boxing Day I have to answer the phone to sick people. Yeah. just because That's just the norm then. Mm-hmm. You don't expect anything different.
1: Probably a lot of sick people on Boxing Day.
0: Yeah. Mm. Not so much on Christmas Day because they're all busy. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly on Boxing Playing Day games. they're bored and they realise, I don't feel very good. Uh-huh. There's a wee bit of that, I think. Yeah. That's just my humble opinion. So, Scott Squad is coming back?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's we filmed Series 4 in the summer. Right. Uh, same setup, all improvised around storylines. And yeah, it should be out quite soon.
0: Oh, it's coming out, yeah. Do you go into the day with ideas for things that you haven't discussed with anybody you just, that you're going to throw in or what?
1: Well, so series four, so that's four years down the line plus the pilot. So five years mm-hmm. down the road, it's. I used to really kind of write a lot of ideas and research everything and Mm -hmm. and your head was full of stuff but it it happens so quickly and you realize you know improvising with other people you can't you just you can't plan Mm -hmm. and so it's quite good fun just to go in with knowing the marks you've got to hit and where you've got to get to with the storyline but actually just have fun and play with the other people because if you're thinking about oh I've got that funny line that pre you know that have kind of pre-planned it never comes out that way and it it doesn't get used and you're not in the moment
0: so it becomes contrived yeah so a couple
1: of years ago we did jordan who jordan young who plays my partner in it we kind of planned a little bit beforehand and then this year we didn't and we just and last year we didn't and we just had so much fun
0: so that was better
1: oh it's just great fun
0: does he still wind you up and jump out at you from behind things um, he is a bit of a thing for that, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, so talking about being kids and what we used to do, you know, putting on plays and having fun entertaining people. <laughs> yeah. He was in somebody's wardrobe. Yeah. Um, kind of for days probably.
0: Just waiting, waiting to jump out.
1: Just waiting.
0: He loves it. It's creepy. That's all worthwhile to him though.
1: It's like he is like a life's work type thing. I recently went to his old flat where he used to live i've uh, his neighbours, a friend of mine Mm -hmm. and the relief you feel when you're going into that building knowing he's not there anymore
0: he's not gonna get you
1: no i actually took a picture of the front door to go i feel so smug about walking in here and i feel like yeah i'd love if he then jumped out
0: at you like a (sighs) massive long game But he hadn't moved out at all.
1: Well, the long game was when I went to visit him in his new house and he he said, text me when you're leaving. Right. I'll put the kettle on. So I went, all right, okay. That's me just leaving. Not thinking, oh, that's him just nipping out to hide behind a bush or something. Mm -hmm. So he, that's me just leaving. And then I'd only been in the house once before, so I got lost. So a journey that should have taken me about 20 minutes took me about... 40 okay and then i finally got there and i was like all right thank god here we are yeah this is it locked the car walked up the driveway and he jumped out on me from behind his car he'd been waiting there for 25 minutes (laughs) so he got my message to say just leaving jumped out i'm gonna go and hide outside behind the car and i was late
0: And he filmed it, I think, because I remember seeing a video. He
1: filmed it in slow motion. Loves that. Which was good. And I knew he was there. And the second it happens, you just... Of course, of course you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: What do you think has been your biggest work challenge of your career that you can think
1: of? I suppose work challenges have been many over the years. But I think maybe I did a play at the Tron called Days of Wine and Roses, which was a two-hander, which spanned um, 10 years Mm -hmm. of this couple's life. Right. From kind of innocence when they first meet. And then they kind of ravage each other with alcoholism Mm -hmm. and it's the degradation of their relationship. Yeah. So going... in two hours (laughs) yeah
0: so just just go through that would you and then yeah yeah.
1: so 10 years of someone's life and just pinpointing all those moments with a brilliant script and a great team yeah that that was that was a challenge but also it's kind of there for you as well when when something's so well written
0: you have all the you know Uh directions to, to get there yeah yeah
1: but still a challenge for me because up to that point I played a lot of teenagers or young like adolescents, kind of starting life and yeah, um, no one had really and I kind of look look younger or looked younger. Then mm-hmm. there was a chance taken on me that I could do that because the 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 age that the character got up to was two years, just two years older than I was. Mm-hmm. So it was in within the realms of possibility. Um yeah, so that was that was great.
0: So you see your casting bracket start to shift, I suppose, over the years. Have you Yeah. Have you seen that as a noticeable thing?
1: Oh oh definitely, yeah. But I suppose you're not aware of it at the time. You get offered jobs come from jobs, I think, and mm-hmm. and type likes type. Yeah. So me playing a teenager in the in the trilogy of plays, DC Jackson's plays, *The Wall* and *The Ducky* and *The Chooky Bray, they, they they fed each other, and then I played a lot of comedic characters and young kind of yeah characters like that. So this was a real chance for me to do something completely different.
0: But then, if people see you, the reason that jobs book at jobs is mm-hmm. because people see you in that, and they go, "Oh, she's doing that. Should be good for my thing." Yeah. So that's you end up playing similar. Things yeah, perhaps, yeah. But at some point, it has to shift, doesn't it? As you get mm-hmm. older, and your look might change.
1: Yeah, and I think that it does change. You ch- you change, and your look changes, as you say. But maybe there becomes less available to you.
0: Yeah, or just different available to you. Yeah. What's your What's your preparation like on on a given day, for example, if you're doing a show or something?
1: Also, oh, so if it's up and running and we're in it
0: let's say that yeah
1: um i kind of like to be in the theater relatively early mm-hmm. like your your call is the half but i would never turn up at the half
0: i love turning up at the half i never get to because <sighs> i've always you? got some music thing or some extra thing that Do i'm you? doing i would love to be in a show where i get to turn up at the half and put my shirt on and go oh no you like all that time I like to get
1: in say the show's at half seven I'll be there at half five
0: no yeah really that's a long time
1: and just just like to kind of make sure I've got everything Mm -hmm. and eat probably at the theatre in the green room see everybody coming and going and then yeah an hour before I have to be sitting usually read through my lines do you yeah every time yeah
0: mm.
1: maybe not the whole script but i'll just read my best. bullshit bullshit my but line yeah, yeah you speak you speak <laughs> um yeah i like to just an actress i worked with once she did it years and years ago and she had this that was her routine
0: mm-hmm
1: and if you're running around and you're kind of hassled and maybe not eating and maybe you've meant to pick up a mascara and you didn't or you're mm-hmm. you're flustered and oh, yeah. don't know how you can then go on stage and control.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. You have to come from a place of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally, yeah.
1: So sitting in your dressing room, reading your script and...
0: So they give you a dressing room, do they? <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm aspiring to that one yeah. day. where are yeah. you? just in the just wait in the wings just yeah. yeah. walks well, them usually in all the bits because they go we'll have a bit of a chord in oh, here yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes if I was, for a bigger part I like to say all the words that the character says mm-hmm. once before I go on and, but then it becomes an obsession and but it then does with a lot of what if you actors. don't do it what if that, you don't? that you fall over and you
1: yeah you worry that light. but it's, that's it's never anything... gonna happen
0: no if I don't leave my water bottle right there yeah. then it could all go yeah. all go wrong no it's crazy
1: touching a bit of wood before you go in and touching your head or touching the ceiling and Oh, touching don't give your me head. ideas I don't do those things yeah.
0: if I hear them I'll start doing them
1: no I don't do that but you know you, you you see people pick up their wee things oh yeah
0: yeah but then there's things between two people as well it's like we always meet you know yeah. as we cross at the back we always mm-hmm. meet at the same point in the show and if we don't that's weird mm-hmm. you know because that person's coming off from their scene downstage right and they're crossing to the left and you're going the other way yeah like if I don't see you there at should we do that eight,
1: bit of the show before we go on yeah, like you have the, to do it to get them. the killer bit yeah. that you're worried about or something
0: uh-huh. oh god all the obsessions
1: yeah all the little things it's great
0: it's all fun though isn't it mm. I love it all all the weirdness it's a weird world oh it is that's why you need different scarves you can't just you can't rely on one scarf for all that that's a lot I'll of different i challenge
1: places. you to take the one scarf don't
0: upset me Sally that's not fair
1: I'll take a challenge from you.
0: Yeah, but for you, that scarf thing is not going to be a challenge. You won't like it when I give you your challenge.
1: No jewellery for a month. I can't do that.
0: (laughs) See, there you go. No games at Christmas. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, oh, Oh. wait a minute. I
1: introduced um, the hit game Dobble to my family last year.
0: It's a great game. It's a brilliant game. Did you introduce it to me? was that Danny? No, it was... I think Danny Heron brought that game or into our Fiona lives. Wood. It was one of those scamps. <laughs> Some of the youngsters. Aye. <laughs> it's a great game. You need daft games. Mhm. So you can shout and let off steam. In a green. Room.
1: I used to have. Well, I still have it, but I used to take it everywhere, and I drove David Sned in mad one. Um, Not the
0: cross stitch, is it?
1: No, my travel Scrabble. All right. Okay. And uh, it's great because all the the letters all. Click in to the board and then you can shut it in half.
0: Oh, and keep, keep and the game? Keep,
1: keep the game going. Nice. So during Panto, and you're like, oh, you, you, you kind of talking about routines and I need to be there at that time. It just becomes looser when you're doing Panto and you know, yeah. I can just step on now and I'll be fine. I did a bad thing one Panto. Um, So there'd been a power cut in the street along where the theatre was. And when we got into the theatre, um, stage manager said so there's been a power cut and we don't know if it's going to affect the building
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if it does the generator will kick in or whatever but he said I'm going to come on stage anyway and just say uh, ladies and gentlemen we're just having some technical problems mm-hmm. and we'll pick the show up up in, up in a minute so we we were he was also in the opening number of the panto. The stage he, manager? Yeah so he had a little part in it With a costume and all that.
0: Oh, he's the blacksmith or something.
1: Well, he was a... Like a kind of beach... Like beach bum. He had like shorts on and a vest (laughs) on. is a strange
0: fandom. I love it.
1: So he quite enjoyed being being in in the show. Right. So then we were all in the backstage corridor get quick change out of that number. Out of the opening number. Mm -hmm. And myself and one of the other stage managers waited until said stage manager beach bum with the shorts on had just his underpants on right and we switched the light off so he thought the power cut had happened
0: (laughs) and And he he has to run out on stage
1: had to run out on stage with his pants on just before he ran out i mean we were never going to let him run on stage with his pants no it's just
0: to get him get him going
1: he yeah realized it was us it was very
0: funny. Well, it's terrible. You you do get more mischievous the longer, I think, the longer you're doing a show.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's all terrible. part of it as well, though, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's keeping it. As long as nobody gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's all fun and games till someone loses an eye. Aye. You know, it's not uh-huh. good. Ah, well. We must try and behave ourselves, at least at the beginning. Ah,
1: uh-huh, good impressions and all that. What right? are you like
0: on the first day? Do you do all that kind of like, hello? Oh, hi. Very
1: quiet on the first day. Quite
0: demure. Day. Yeah, I do that as well. Nervous. Well,
1: very nervous. Very nervous. Oh, I hate first days. I hate. I'm very nervous at auditions and very nervous first days. Mm-hmm. For the first week of the James plays, that were you in the yeah? We were in together. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Remember, I sat in a corner, away mm. from everybody else.
0: Not really, but then I was doing the same. Terrified.
1: I sat on my own, uh, with, and with my bag and my jacket and everything, just sat and. Oh. But apparently, there's a story that Judy Dench leaves her bag and her jacket at the door.
0: Yes, I've heard that. So
1: if somebody goes, ah, she's a fraud, she can pick up her bag and leave.
0: I don't think that's the reason. Or
1: somebody says, no.
0: <laughs> get your bag and jacket and get out of here, Judy. She's
1: terrible. No, get out. get out. She's right at the door.
0: I don't think that's why it is.
1: So she doesn't have to cross the whole length of the rehearsal room and to go, get her sorry, bag. Sorry. Well, they're and still then, rehearsing. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh huh.
0: No, it's because she's not bringing her own life. You know that bit, well. You're just winding me up. No. She's not bringing her own personal life into the rehearsal room. She leaves all that at the door.
1: Oh, no. I think it's because <laughs> she wants to make a quick escape if right. she gets sacked.
0: Or maybe it's because she wants to make a quick escape if someone says, you're not needed for the rest of the afternoon. And she goes, yes, parents. Yeah boof she's, she's out the writing, door she's not wasting any shopping time I like. I think she likes to shop I've decided
1: oh, I tell you what she does like to do play Scrabble travel? it's probably travel so she can shut it up and... well because she,
0: she can make a quick escape <laughs> yeah that's all part of the thing
1: because she'll be in different on set and things like that she'll be different places and it yeah. all keeps the words all intact yeah you just have to remember who's next
0: do you not have to remember who's, side, who's on what side?
1: well no because you pick a number and across the bottom of the board, mm-hmm. um, you have a little number and a score system. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Where are your tiles kept that you have not used yet?
1: Oh, in a little thing. This is this is good. It's in a little tile holder. Yeah. That flips over. Okay. And you put them underneath the board.
0: Right, so you know when you open it, you're not going to open it and go, oh, no, I've just seen your ones. No. There's no way that's going to happen. No way. And you must show me this because, I mean, describing it Mm -hmm. on podcast form is probably not But I like
1: to bring, I like to play travel scrabble, I like to play scrabble with um, a dictionary. Right. A scrabble dictionary.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cheating?
1: Uh, No, because if you come up with a word and you just want to check if...
0: uh, So you can't flick through it? you've got to, no you have to, to, to go. be checking
1: you have to ask okay i'm playing with you brian check if colorization is a word very good and you would look and see and you'd say how are you spelling that also oh, i would look for you and i would say c-o-l-o-u-r-i-s-a-t-i-o-n british spelling okay and you would say yes i would say no <laughs> well actually i had a fight with a friend of mine fallen out with a friend of mine who's also an actor very close we've only fallen out twice and once was over Scrabble
0: really mm-hmm. are you going to tell me who it was
1: Finden Hertog
0: <laughs> right <laughs> and okay. he didn't
1: let me have the word colour c-o-l-o-r yeah of
0: course the American not. spelling where were you
1: we were probably in Aberdeen or well then something. no if you were on
0: tour in the US I would allow it
1: No, because my dictionary is a UK Scrabble approved dictionary and it was in it.
0: Was the other spelling in it? Yeah. What's that about?
1: Because it's the American spelling of the word colour. So to me...
0: So that's another version of that uh word.
1: So, no, he wasn't for having it.
0: So you could do the, like, instead of colorization with an Mm -hmm. S, you could do it with a Z to get more points. If If, it's in the book. If it happens. Oh, it's got to be in the book, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm. I didn't think about that. Mm. Fascinating (laughs) stuff. (laughs) So we're going to be neighbors for Christmas. I don't know if you can sit on the Usher Hall steps and eat your lunch when it's December. It's not for cold. Oh. Too cold. We might have to find indoor places.
1: But you could um, give me one of your scarves <laughs> to sit on.
0: No, I'm only bringing one because Sally said so. <laughs> <laughs> and then you regret it. You go, you got, do you have a spare oh. scarf? Oh, I would have had. But this friend of mine, mm-hmm. who used to be my friend. Inverted commas. Uh, friend, so-called friend, mm-hmm. ruined it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to take that. I'm not taking the challenge anyway.
1: So I was in, I was at the Lyceum for the festival. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked up a lot of those little coffee cards when you get a stamp oh yeah for your coffee
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i'll get to use use up my free coffees
0: have you got free ones waiting or you've got we've oh, a couple uh, of stamps that'll still be also.
1: a couple of weeks before I, yeah
0: you have quite a lot though
1: oh i've got them for every one of the coffee shops around that area
0: but you have you have quite a lot of coffees then don't you
1: well no not really one a day one a day yeah
0: mm-hmm. is that strict
1: well i don't drink coffee at home
0: mm. um
1: um but I like a coffee in a if
0: coffee shop. If you're working, so it's allowed, isn't it? <laughs>
1: kind of Ponce coffee.
0: Nice Ponzi coffee. Uh-huh. You can't get that at home unless you've got a really expensive machine.
1: No, because, but, I mean, when we were growing up, it was freeze-dried mm-hmm. Nescafe.
0: Oh, yeah, or nothing. Oh, yeah. That was it.
1: Who introduced the whole flat, white, Americano Starbucks, probably?
0: Well, yeah, they're certainly responsible for it in America, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. But you can only, it's not a sustainable, well, it's just, of course it's sustainable. You know the way people go in bars and stay there for hours? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that, that the coffee shops can't quite do, because once you've had two coffees, you're bouncing off the walls.
1: Can't have any more.
0: Uh, so no one stays in there for hours unless they want to use the Wi-Fi.
1: But no one's going to say, right, you, you're out in a coffee shop. You have been tufted at a coffee shop Home. No? Enough yeah. for you,
0: Judy Dench. Got We've her bag up. by the door. <laughs> She's straight out.
1: <laughs> She's playing Scrabble with some guy who's been drinking coffee all day. Derek
0: Jacobi, he's off his nut. <laughs> he's, he's using got his bag up in his free coffee. He's got the cards. All I've got the card, darling. Yeah. For everyone around, wherever they are, the globe probably.
1: Yeah. You don't get a barista saying, "Right, come on, you lot, home. I've got a home to go to." Hey, like, Jacobi, out. Yeah.
0: yeah. Enough. Yeah, you're barred. <laughs> you're barred, Jacoby and take Dench with you yeah because he's from Glasgow the barista definitely but they're both of <laughs> that's if Derek Jacobi and Judy Dench were working at the sits yeah they go down to Hasta Manana they, they do. get turfed out mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. right come on we're they closing want to up
1: s- they want to sit at the bar
0: yeah give us another spicy chicken wrap <laughs> another one from my pal as well yeah. there you go battering the table <laughs> that's a good image yeah have you ever worked at the club or any of these posh places no <laughs> would you like to do more posh acting that yeah, sounds just... absolutely derogatory, but it's all—it's all for—it's all, for, all with love.
1: I would just like to do more of the acting.
0: Yeah, you're like mm-hmm. me. I think when people say, "Would you like to do this, that, and the next?" I say, oh, "I'd like to keep working." Yeah, to to keep working would be the greatest adventure. <laughs> so, have you done many what what we would call classics?
1: A classic plays. I've I've done the Crucible. Ah. Um, Arthur Miller, one of my favorite writers, I think. Yeah. Possibly one of my favorite plays. Um I played Mary Warren. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess that's considered a classic. It
0: certainly is, yeah.
1: Um Time in the Conways at Dundee Rep if Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. It was great cuz it went through two very distinct time periods. I think it starts in 1919 and mm-hmm. there's hope for this family and where they're going to go and then it cuts to during the war or just before the war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the second world war and yeah, everything that's happened to the family. I see. I I loved being part of a period piece and learning about history. And my character was a socialist, quite a kind of strong socialist in the first scene. And Mm -hmm. she was, yeah, campaigning and yeah. yeah, So that, that was really interesting reading about that period
0: you learn about all sorts of stuff that you never yeah. knew you were even interested in, I think.
1: It's like doing mini historical... Um,
0: like a research project or yeah. something, yeah.
1: Like mini degrees. Yeah. yeah. And then
0: suddenly you've got this bit of knowledge about this very tiny part uh-huh. of history and someone asks you, you, go, oh, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but anything beyond that, I have no idea.
1: huh.
0: Yeah. Would you like to do more classic stuff?
1: Yeah, I'd like to do some Shakespeare. I've never done any Shakespeare. Have you not? Oh, no, I have. <laughs> That's a lie. I did a classic cut Shakespeare for Play Pine a Pint one year. Oh yeah, which one? Romeo and Juliet. Ah. So it was all cut down between Romeo Juliet and the nurse. Right. And their sort of relationship. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so I'd like I'd like to do more Shakespeare, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. I think if you get the right, for me, if you get the right director, mm-hmm. doing something like that is great. The director who knows what they're on about. Because when I have Shakespeare, It was quite new to me Mm -hmm. and to have a director who knew really the ins and outs of of the language, the way it's used, the common words that pop up that that I wouldn't know much about. It was like getting a masterclass. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, because again, you're like, feel like you're doing a wee, a wee course. Yeah. And you can
1: lean on them for, yeah, things that you can't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's
0: the perfect relationship, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. You lean on and then you give a bit, they give a bit. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't have a great skill for seeing a s something on a page just sitting on my own and, and getting a sense of how good it is or what even sometimes the the flavour of it.
1: Oh I do. Do you? That's yeah. a
0: skill I feel like I, I love need to develop.
1: Like reading plays. I don't yeah. do it enough but yeah.
0: I love sitting at a read through. Mm-hmm. And the amount of time I have to stop myself going, Ah
1: Ah, oh, they're doing it like that. Well
0: no now I get it. Oh, she's the sister. Uh-huh. Right, uh-huh. I yes. wondered. Uh-huh. Once I get going, I'm great. And right. I've got a million ideas. Yeah. But you know, when I was the last time I did Shakespeare, I, I had to stop myself in rehearsals, like standing on stage, from going, Oh, right. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Because I'm a bit dim. No, you're not. Mm. I consider myself to be a bit dim. No, you're not. When it comes to plots and things. Once I get going, there's a lot of blagging going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But everyone thinks they're about to get caught out.
1: Judy Dench with a bag at the door.
0: <laughs> exactly. With her blag at the door. <laughs> Poor old Judy. still oh, going no. though. Oh, Did you see Victoria brilliant. and Abdul? No. kinda of like Mrs. Brown again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Same character in it. Yeah. Well, literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. But John Stahl was in it? Oh. Surprised, just popped up. Yeah. Yeah. We were just we were just watching it. I was watching it with Chandy, of course. I go I see all the films with Chandy pretty much. And we were just looking at the Scottish rolling hillside and whatnot. And we were thinking, that looks like, that looks like Stahl territory. And the next scene, he popped up.
1: Oh. He
0: was there for a very short time. I wish there was more of him. I
1: bet you were beside yourself. <laughs> oh,
0: it was a wonderful experience. Any experience featuring John Stahl. Yeah. I want to get him on the show if I can.
1: Oh, definitely. He's
0: in Bristol right now. So that's not going to work. But when he's up north, he's... I'm Doing gonna, the acting. I'm gonna hooked in here. Definitely. Um so i'm gonna release you now mm-hmm. and let you go
1: and play scrabble
0: whatever it is you want to do there's okay. the waiting room across the hall I, uh, there's tea and coffee the magazines yeah. and all that but once you i don't mind you waiting before but once it's done I kind of want you clearing yeah, out yeah, yeah. as soon as possible and
1: i'll see you at the usher hall steps i might have a free coffee for you
0: i might have a scarf for you to sit on look forward to it
1: okay thank you
0: there we go the wonderful sally reed um and it was great to chat to her real a real joy you're probably noticing a common theme by now a lot of people mentioning the james plays uh of course i'm getting a lot of my guests from jobs that we've done together um and the jobs that i've done over the last couple of years have introduced me to some amazing people who of course i want to want to interview and i want to bring those conversations and then the beauty of that is that with every new job that i do that's more people that I'm meeting and it's more people that potentially can have on the show. Uh, I met someone in the street today. Um, who will make a very good guest on the podcast. I'm not going to say his name. I'm excited. It's another one that's exciting. Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, I've got Louise McCarthy, uh, star of the hit comedy duo The Dolls, and she'll be in panto at the SECC this year. That's coming very soon. I've also got the magnificent musician and actor Tom Yuri That's to name but two. There's many more um before the end of the year and then into the new year who knows because the job I'm doing just now as you know the Arabian Nights has given me the opportunity to meet so many interesting people from different disciplines who I I want to get on the show as soon as I can so like I say every time I do a new job it's more people I meet it's more interviews I can collect it's more creative conversations I can bring you so it's a joy for me um and it's a joy for me to hear from you so Drop me a line if you like. It's brian at puttingittogethercast.com. We've got the page on Facebook. We've, of course, got the the Twitter presence as well. And I'd love you to to get involved and, and join in the conversation. I just want to thank you for listening and invite you to join me next Wednesday, same time every week, a brand new episode. And please like and subscribe and share and tell your pals. And thank you very much for listening. Cheerio now.